Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. It's Thursday morning. Uh, happy that you are with us. I uh, just have to say, 70 degrees. Isn't that awesome? I don't know what Wait, you're what? talking about. There's a 70 degree difference between just the other day and this morning. It was 18 degrees when I walked out to my car this morning. When I got in my car and turned the car on, it said it was 18 degrees. Well, I heard that Sunday is supposed to be sunny and Back 75. up in the 70s, I know. Get your get your tea time scheduled uh, now uh, uh, to go see Dr. Green on on Saturday. Should be a good day. Is that what you're Saturday or do? Sunday. I, I don't know. Uh, I got to go to that caucus on Saturday, so that would interrupt golf time potentially. I'm not going to lie. I do not like the idea of moving to a caucus. I think it, it's going to affect voter turnout. I think families are going to be scrambling trying to figure out how to entertain their kids or how to get someone to watch their kids for potentially three to four hours on a yeah, Saturday morning. Yeah. That is this Saturday. If you if you missed our interview about this yesterday, uh, you can find out more details. Just go back to the to the website, 971talk.com slash Cox. Uh, we'll have all this stuff posted up there on the podcast. You can go back and pick that up from Odyssey, uh, Odyssey, the Odyssey app. Um it, it, here's the deal. So the state moved away from the state GOP moved away from a statewide primary to a caucus uh, a couple years ago. And it's a little unusual that people aren't used to it. It's been going on for a long time, but only people who are pretty deep in the weeds on party politics really participated. And uh, now, whether you're registered or not, if you're a Republican and you're a registered voter, you can show up on Saturday morning between 8 and 10, at your, and you have to be there by 10, at the polling location in your county. And you can go to the Missouri GOP website to find out where that is. And you can register on site and then participate in the caucus. So you just have to plan to spend a couple hours of your Saturday doing that. Well, they were saying potentially till one or two. And I, 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 I will be there. Trust me, this is very important to me that I take part in this. But moment to gripe for one second. That is smack dab in the middle of my son's nap time. I know. I, we, saw, I am going to have one. And all my family lives in St. Charles County, so they're all going to be there, too. They have kids, so it's not like we can be like, hey, can you watch our our kid for our son for a while? So I'm going to have one cranky one-year-old 
at I the s- Francis Howell High School, I if you saw, see me. I saw the look on your face when he said that yesterday. You know, we're hoping to be, it starts at 10. We hope to be done by 2, and I'm like, ah. My eyeballs about <laughs> popped out of my head, and I only have one son who's pretty well-behaved, not that <sighs> fussy. I My sister has four. I mean, I, I just feel for these parents who are like, what am I supposed to do with my five children for four hours I while think, I caucus? I think that uh, what Bob is referring to there is that, I mean, there, there's some parliamentary procedure involved, but I can't imagine with only one major choice, it's going to take that long. I, I could be wrong. It may take longer in some spots than others. Well, good luck in St. Louis County. St. Charles County, I think, will be more definitive. Yeah. Trump. Yeah, t- uh, true. That There may be some challenges. We'll see. We'll see. I'm going to show up at uh, Parkway West High School Saturday and uh, see what happens for sure. And really nothing happened overnight except the Supreme Court deciding to take the immunity case. That was a big headline yesterday. There's so always so much to talk about. We got one of President Trump's attorneys coming on the show later this morning uh, to talk a little bit more about that. Christina Bob is going to join us in the 7 o'clock hour uh, because I think that's important. The other big thing we've been talking about, The April election, 30-some days away now, April 2nd, do you know there's a big tax increase on the ballot if you are in the St. Louis region? And that is for the Metropolitan Sewer District. If you're served by MSD, they're asking you for a massive tax increase. What does it mean? What does it mean if it gets voted down? Are they going to impose it anyway and double your current rates? I, I don't know, but we're going to talk to David Stokes from Show Me. He He's the director of municipal policy for them, and he's been looking at that uh, at that issue. So we're going to talk. We're going to educate you on that this morning in the 7 o'clock hour. Later, the president, that is Biden and Trump, are both at the southern border today. Griff Jenkins is down there, and he's going to join us a little later. we got lots to get to, but first, let's get to our top stories. The Mark Cox Shortlist. I stand before you today, Mr. President, and my colleagues to say this will be my last term as Republican leader of the Senate. Woo, woo, yeah, baby. Mitch McConnell stepping down as a Senate leader. I don't know who's going to take his place, but uh, I don't know. I'm pulling for maybe Tim Scott uh, or J.D. Drew. How about you? I think it is extremely disturbing to see the lack of professionalism, the lack of grounding, and the abuse of public resources and abuse of, of public power. I meant J.D. Vance. That's that's AOC, by the way. Uh, they're talking about uh, the, the Biden impeachment inquiry. Suddenly, the Democrats who ran two impeachment hearings over nothing have decided this one is a waste of public resources. President Trump revealing that he took a cognitive test recently. He says the results surprised his doctors. They said that's an unbelievable thing. Rarely does anybody do what you just did. Hmm. <laughs> remember yesterday they announced the president's health fitness. But do you remember when they covered the same thing for Donald Trump and the snarkiness in their voice? Hmm. Hmm. And we are learning new details tonight from President Biden's annual physical. The commander-in-chief's doctor says the 81-year-old is, quote, fit for duty. (laughs) Imagine that. There's nothing to see here. Please move along. Oh, my goodness. Healthy and robust. (laughs) You've got to be kidding me. Did you even catch what I said there when I I was talking? I could just... I made a Cardinals reference. I'm sorry. Let's so say it no, again. no, no. I said, I said, who's going to replace Mitch McConnell? 
I would vote for Tim Scott or J.D. Drew, who is a Cardinals player, not J.D. Vance, okay, who's a United I, I States senator. J.D. Vance. I know. <laughs> I meant J.D. Vance. I don't even know why that name was lodged in my brain. I apologize. It is early. I've only had about a half uh, half a cup of coffee so far, so I apologize. Oh, let me try to remedy that. Uh, maybe I'll get the brain function working a little better. Yeah, th- this uh, situation with uh, the president's cognitive tests. How many times do we have to go over this? I mean, I, I, I hate being repetitive, but but I'm willing to be repetitive if I need to be because uh, sometimes it uh, it with the mainstream media in this country, things just don't soak in and and one of them is uh it, it, the 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 Biden brain freezes that we see on a regular basis now you you'd have to be blind not to recognize it right am i right about that carl is my audio up over here at all dollars let my plan is to make concrete concrete i know i know president uh Excuse me. The, um... Leading leading tech companies like Anthropic. And and I'm going to mispronounce. I'm not going to try. All right. Maybe they altered the cognitive test for Biden. It was like, what color is this? Red. (laughs) Not cat, but... Dog. Wow, you are healthy and robust. You passed with flying cover. You sound like Miss Rachel when you said that. Put it on, put it on, put it on. Don't you even get me started on Miss Rachel. I know all the songs. Just yesterday with my grandson, and it's funny, your voice, your your intonation there sounded just like Miss Rachel when you said that. Mm, I'm telling because my husband that. When you're <laughs> when you're talking to uh when you're talking about the president, sometimes you have to s- explain things simply. Uh, And that's kind of sad. Here's how CBS News reported gleefully yesterday on the fact that we're going to take the White House's word that the president is fit for duty. Go to cut two. And we are learning new details tonight from President Biden's annual physical. The commander in chief's doctor says the 81 year old is, quote, fit for duty. The report said the oldest president to hold office is healthy, active, robust, and occasionally coughs due to acid reflux. It said his stiffened gait was the result of arthritis, a previously broken foot, and neuropathy in his feet. Dr. Kevin O'Connor at Walter Reed noted the president still uses a CPAP machine to help with his sleep apnea, and he identified no new concerns. Oh, my God. That's a joke. (laughs) And she read it with a straight face. (laughs) You think she had to practice that in the mirror? I'm sure she did. Nora, you can do this read it with a straight face this is your job nora this is this is the (laughs) script the white house sent over nora read this with a straight face oh it's just so sad the the white house physician recognized no problems (laughs) no new problems president Mm. he shuffles his feet because of neuropathy you just need to know that why why does he cough He, he's got a little bit of a lingering cough, but, you know, that, that there's nothing he can do about that. So I, I just con- compare and contrast. Listen to how CNN reported on the president's physical fitness when he agreed back in 2018 to take a cognitive test at the demand of the media. Go to cut one, please. President Trump revealing that he took a cognitive test recently. He says the results surprised his doctors. 
I actually took one when I uh, very recently when I uh, when I was you know the radical left was saying is he all there is he all there and I proved I was all there because I I aced it I aced the test and he should take the same exact test a very standard test I took took it at Walter Reed uh, Medical Center. Uh, in front of doctors, and uh, they were very surprised. They said, that's an unbelievable thing. Rarely does anybody do what you just did. Hmm. <laughs> we all know hmm. Trump brags about himself. Hmm. I will say that. However, Charlie Kirk was saying how he just had lunch with Trump, and he's like, I, he's like, I was blown away by how much he could remember, like the details, the names of all the senators. It, 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 he's like, it's incredible. So, um, Well, you don't have to take my word for this. Google Trump Cognitive Test 2018. And the headlines you will see is, particularly on CNN, they went out and found several experts to claim that the cognitive test is not legitimate, right? They were so intent on proving he had cognitive problems that they wanted to poo-poo that particular cognitive test. This doesn't mean anything. He might still be insane. It's what the, in, it, but yesterday, CBS News reports with a straight face, there's nothing to see here. It, it's just... The mainstream media in this country is just sickeningly biased. And every day we see more of it and it makes my job really easy. But I'm sorry, I have to I have to point that out. All right. We haven't talked much about that SCOTUS decision yesterday. We'll get into that a little bit more coming up here in just a few minutes. Kim on a whim at the bottom of the hour. But right now, let's get to our national anthem. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. All right, Kim, I found the soundbite I was looking for here that I that I meant to um, send Carl the correct times on last night and did not. This is from 2018 on CNN. Allison Camerata with some former she they dragged some former retired Trump employee onto the show to try to question the results of his cognitive test. And you can hear the the sarcasm in, in, in Allison Camerata's voice because she just wants to, to prove how illegitimate this cognitive test is when Joe Biden right now refuses to even take one. He won't even take a cognitive test, any cognitive test. You pick. You pick the cognitive test and he won't take one. Listen to this. Of you. So, Barbara, last night we were surprised when the president revealed that he'd had this very recent cognitive test. We've never been given a good explanation for his unscheduled visit to Walter Reed. Maybe it had something to do with his cognition. Um, Barbara, you worked with him for 18 years. Have you seen any evidence of a change in his cognitive abilities? Well, you know, it's... Um 
it's hard to really pinpoint it because I'm not there watching what he's doing, just like everyone else watching on TV. Um, I, I noticed some changes in him. Uh, one thing, his his vocabulary is um, is much much less than than it used to be. He's, he seems to be relying on the same words all the time, and he repeats himself a lot more than he ever did. <laughs> I mean, hold on, hold on, wait for it because this is important. Um. Anyway. And I don't want to, I don't want to, well, maybe choose my words. I was just thinking, uh, uh, the, anyway. But I, I just, look, I mean, Putin's kleptocracy. Yeah. <laughs> At least it's, Trump has a vocabulary. <laughs> Biden can't even a, come up with the words. It's just, always that. You know, I, I, I'm not a lawyer, but I feel pretty confident I could walk into a courtroom and convince a jury that Joe Biden's got something wrong with him. I, I truly believe that. And if the mainstream media in this country can't see the difference, you heard Allison Camerata suggesting, well, maybe his secretive trip to to get a medical exam was because he, there's worries about his cognitive abilities. Donald Trump, who would stand in front of a rope on the outside of the White House for 90 minutes and answer any and all questions from the media versus this president who doesn't hold news conferences because he can't do that. Right. And you question Trump's cognitive ability over that of Joe Biden. And if the White House doctor is now saying that he's fit for duty, then shouldn't he be able to stand trial for the classified documents? I think I would resubmit that. I Honestly, I think uh, her should go back and say, well, now that we have a medical opinion that he's competent to stand trial, we should charge him in this case. Yeah. I, what, I think you're right. What's stopping him from doing that? That's a beautiful point. Uh, it really is. It's it's it it's um, sometimes you look at this stuff and you think, "Am I living in a parallel universe? How do they not see what's going on here? And why does the media act like it's not happening?" Um, it is crazy in this world. There's, there's no doubt about that. Wow. All right. Uh, still ahead this morning, we're going to get to Kim on a whim. We got uh, Tom Ackerman coming up at 635. And, you know, it's 18 degrees here this morning. I mean, that's that. Well, at least it was in my house. Maybe it's a little warmer downtown. It, it, it's got to be considerably warmer where, where Tom is because he's in Jupiter, Florida. And even though they've complained about it getting into the 60s last week, uh, guess what? Guess what? I, I can't wait to hear his his report, since particularly since it's going to be sunny on opening day. Yeah, sunny, sunny gray. gray. Uh, sunny uh, gray. We made the joke yesterday. Mark, Co that's a Mark Cox original. Hey, I might just keep going with that one because I'm surprised the I'm surprised the local sports reporters didn't get to it first. I am. Shame on you. <laughs> All right, uh, we'll we'll get to that at about six thirty five with Tom Ackerman, and again, uh, Christina Bob, attorney for uh, President Trump, is going to join us. At 7.35. We'll be back in a minute. Kim on a whim. This morning I want to talk about a sensitive topic that I have asked myself about for years. Especially once I became a Christian in 2018. Okay. And I've been open about my faith. That's the most important <clears throat> thing to me. I've been open about the fact that I used to be very liberal. Not because my parents are liberal. They're not. I went to school and, and had friends who were very liberal, and 
I, I think it just was lending itself to develop. It, that's kind of, I think. Osmosis. Yeah, I think that's kind of how my views were shaped, right? And I didn't want to I didn't want to hurt anyone's feelings. I didn't want to come off as unloving. And that's really hard. And I remember wrestling with that after I became a Christian. And my views really changed in 2020. That was really the, they were starting to, but that was the pivotal part for me was the the 2020 kind of craziness and and everything just shifted for me um the the question i want to talk about this morning is can a christian be a democrat can you vote democrat as a follower of jesus the short answer in my mind is no let me elaborate on that i I don't jesus was not a republican jesus was not a democrat i'm not that that's clear And I don't think you can just generalize and necessarily say the party. I think you have to look at specific candidates because Nikki Haley has an R in front of her name, but look at her. But I will say that when you're looking at the policies of these particular candidates from one of these parties, you you have to pick the one that most clearly lines up with your views as a Christian, which to me means that you're following the Bible. And, and I, I do believe it's fair to say that, generally speaking, the Republican, Republicans are at least closer because they're not perfect either. Like, I have been open also about the fact that I don't even like everything Trump says. I will gladly vote for Donald Trump, and I voted for him last time. But I don't even like everything that he says. I do not look to him as my moral compass. I don't look to any human being as my moral compass. I look to Jesus as my moral compass. Um, but... Trump is certainly not a Christian. I don't approve of some of the things that he has done, some of the things that he has said. I don't like that he came out against, uh, he criticized Ron DeSantis's six-week abortion ban. I don't like that either. So so I am not pretending like Donald Trump is some stand-up phenomenal guy or every Republican is some stand-up phenomenal person. But I am saying that when you are deciding how you want to vote, if you are a follower of Jesus and you you live your life as it is according to the Bible, that you follow those values. I I have a very hard time understanding how you could vote for a Democrat. And let me just say this, how you could ever, ever vote for someone like Joe Biden. You cannot vote for someone who is open about being totally fine with abortion basically up until birth. You cannot be voting for somebody who is okay with mutilating or mutilating children. You cannot be okay with somebody who's totally fine with men being women and playing in women's sports. There's, I could go on and on and on about these these issues, the, the big issues that really divide all of us as reasons for my, my saying that you, you can't be a Christian and vote for a Democrat like Joe Biden. And I know the Democratic Party has changed over the years, and I'm sure, Mark, you could attest to that. Yes. So... I understand that the the Democratic Party today is not what it was years ago. There's a woman, Allie Bestecki, I may have mentioned her before. She hosts a podcast, Relatable. She does a lot with TPUSA, The Blaze, all the things. And she, she, this is kind of a longer clip, so I might have you stop it a little bit early, Carl. But she, she kind of hits the nail on the head for me. Listen to this. Christians have no business voting for Joe Biden. No business voting for Democrats in general. This is not nuanced. It's not complicated. Yes, both sides have their problems. That's true. No side is perfect. Jesus is not a Republican or Democrat. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that your salvation is contingent upon who you vote for or what party you're affiliated with. I am just saying the simple fact of the matter is, is that Christians should not be voting 
Democrat, there is no reason for it. The party of mutilating children's bodies through abortion and through gender transition should never, ever, ever be supported by a Christian. There's no reason for it. And if you say, well, they're doing some other good things. They're helping the poor. No, they're not. Oh, well, they're helping the migrant. No, they're not. They're working to end racism. No, they're not. They're fighting for equality and democracy. No, they're not. I'm certainly not saying that the Republican Party is salvific in any way. You can choose not to vote. I disagree with that, but you could choose that. You can choose to vote for third party. I probably disagree with that, but I understand that calculation. There is no, no calculation that the Christian can make that will point to voting Democrat in good conscience. You have been so completely deluded and duped if you think that there is any way that you can square your Christian faith with voting for Biden. There's none. It's evil, evil what this administration stands for and fights for. I agree. Your salvation does, is not determined by who you vote for in this presidential election. But but you, as a Christian, you should be voting for someone who supports our values or at least lines up closer. I I agree with that. I And, and here here's the issue. A lot of these politicians, because when this came up back in, oh, my gosh, how long ago? When John Kerry was running for president, when uh, there was a, a bishop up near Springfield who refused to give them communion because of their abortion stance. And their answer is always the same. And when you ask Joe Biden or you ask Nancy Pelosi or you ask John F. Kerry about this, well, I have my own religious beliefs, but I did not, you know, I as an as an elected official, I need to represent all people. And uh, blah, blah, blah. if you represent, wait, how let do me, you if sleep you, at night? If you represent all people, then why are you not representing the Thank unborn? You. No, I in agree the womb, with you. So how, how do you sleep at night? It, it's yeah. a it's a ridiculous argument. Uh, this is the argument they want to make. Uh, I, I agree with that completely. It, it gets back to the fact that it's it's liberals are the most selfish people on the planet. And it all gets back to what is, I, I honestly believe this, what's going to benefit them the most. I do. When you look at how they vote, when you look at the issues that they push, uh, you look at the votes they're trying to buy. It's always pandering to someone. It's idolatry of self is this new movement that we're seeing. I, the self-help books have gone completely off the deep end. I agree it with that. It is totally what makes me happy. If it doesn't make me happy, get it out of my life. It, it, but it's all, to, to me, it's also got to be an issue of not saying that I'm holier than now. I, I like what she admitted, the fact that there are a lot of Republicans who don't live up to those standards either. Yeah, the Republican Th there, Party, there are. we, we are, bro again, me being a follower of Jesus, I believe we are all broken. We are all sinful. And that doesn't mean we're bad people per se. It just means that we're not, we're going to fall short of, of, of Jesus. And, and he's the only perfect person to, to, to ever live. So you can't look at someone, even like a Trump, as a Trump supporter, me being a Trump supporter right now, you can't look to him as like your idol because that's a problem too, is that no. people look at these candidates in such a way that it becomes idolatry. And that's a problem too. So it, it's this fine line of you can support somebody, but you can't, you can't go too far over where, where they're, that you're like worshiping them. And you see a lot of younger kids. I hate to pick on the Gen Zers. I'm sorry, but that's just who comes to my mind. But the, the Gen Zers, I feel like, worship people like Taylor Swift, like Beyonce. I, I've asked this same question of a, a lot of my Catholic friends, because if you look at the voting statistics when it comes to how Catholics vote, a surprisingly large number of them vote 
Democrat. And it's the same with with the Jewish faith. When I look at that and I see what the policies of the party that they largely support do to Israel, I say to myself, how how can you do this? And it. I, I, I've, I've questioned the same thing many times over the years. I, I don't understand it. Yeah. Uh, at the end of the day, though, when you show up at the pearly gates, you're the one that's got to answer only, for it. Only right? God knows you're your the heart, one that's right? got to answer God, for it. God is going to be the one who ultimately judges my, my, you. But, but keep in mind, if you're sitting there saying, I'm just not going to vote, then you're essentially giving a vote, to, in my mind, to someone like a Joe Biden. And, and the whole this, this argument from Christians that Christians should not get involved in politics, I disagree. Jesus is very clear about some of these issues with, like I said, abortion and gay marriage. I mean, he's very open about how he feels about those topics. So that is... That is politics. And Allie Beth Stuckey says it well. She says politics matter because policy matter matters because people matter. You and I, we all have inherent value. We matter. We need to protect life. We need to protect the values that are laid out in the Bible is my stance. Yeah. And, and I, 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 well, and I the, know not everyone listening is Christian. I'm not saying you have to be Christian to be conservative, but this is just something that's near and dear to my heart. It's something that I had wrestled with for years, and I finally feel, I guess, settled is the word I want to use in my thought on this. Yeah, it, it's it's a dilemma. It's got to. Be, it should be a bigger dilemma for a lot of people. For me, it should be a bigger dilemma for the for the um, for the Democrats who run for office and Im- claim to embrace their religion and then turn around and vote for things like abortion well, that, that's why you have to look until at the-, the ninth month. Are you kidding right. me? Just admit that you're an atheist and let's get this over with. You've got to vote for the policies that each person has, right? Yes. You cannot necessarily just look at their party. You've got to look at you do. where their values are because people flip. And you, again, you've got a Nikki Haley who has an R in front of her name, but let's be real, that's that's not what she is. All right. Yeah, interesting conversation. Uh, ex- inspiring some debate on the Facebook page this morning as well. By the way, we are live there on Facebook. You can follow us on the Odyssey app. Uh, however you get there, download the podcast if you missed anything. Go back and listen to our, our um, interview yesterday on the whole caucus uh, situation for this Saturday if you have questions about that. We'll get to all that and more coming up. We haven't even talked about the judge that's trying to kick Donald Trump off the ballot in Illinois. We'll get to all that and more for you coming up. Carl, could you play Cut 12 for me? Oh. Parts of speech six. Zem, Zers, Zemself. Chris, what are pronouns? Those are pronouns, neo pronouns. Uh, I I don't watch Jeopardy on a regular basis. I'm not surprised to learn that it's gone as woke as everything else on television. But th- this was their category, uh, one of their categories yesterday on Jeopardy this week. Um, they're being slammed on social media. After the so-called Zim, Zeers, Zimselves pronouns in a category during Monday's Tournament of Champions quarterfinal. The guys selected a category called speech, parts of speech, and was presented, as you heard, with Zim, Zeers, Zimself, to which he responded, what are pronouns? Earning him $600. I would have said, what is mental illness? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I mean, uh, I, I, I what had is to look woke? up a neo-pronoun, by the way. <laughs> yeah, what is woke? What, what Z, is... Zim, Zer, Z, Her. It, like, I, I can't even say them. I don't even know how to pronounce I just like, found what out what this? Zen was the other day. I, I mean, and Zen, now you're trying. Is it tra- Zim? 
No, it's Zyn, Z-Y-N. So what does that even that's mean? That's that dip that you put it's in your lip that's nicotine. got nicotine oh, in oh, it. Oh, that one. Okay. Yeah, remember there's going to be a Zyn surrection because oh, Chuck Schumer right. wants to ban it. Yeah. Yeah, and people are addicted to it. But some the, the social media was tearing them up. Uh, that would be, what is indoctrination? Somebody commented on social media. Another one said, uh, what is bat crap crazy? Um, and another one said, what is a cult? <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's true. You know, I here, here's, here's the thing about what we do for a living. And this is something you got to wrap your brain around. And I would think that most people that listen to talk radio understand that. We talk about issues that are real to people, and you're not always going to agree uh, with my point of view. You may not always agree with Kim's point of view. What it does is it spurs discussion, and it should. And, and you know, we've got people on here last night that um, that are mad at you for bringing this up and saying that you, you can't say that about religion. That's not what the founders intended. They wanted freedom of religion. Nothing we talked about is it, it's our opinion. It's it's our judgment of how you vote if you are a Christian. That is that's not I'm not a, a, a elected official. I'm not forcing my point of view on you in any way, shape or form. And I don't think the government should force its religion on you in any way, shape or form. The point here is as a elected official. The policies that you choose to endorse, you should be true to yourself and not doing it just to pander to voters. That's how I look at that. And I reserve the right to be hypercritical of anybody who calls himself a Republican and then turns around and votes for abortion rights. I, I'm sorry, that's not in your faith. Now, if your faith is atheist, you don't care about that. So run for office as a freaking atheist for all I care. Yeah. Don't, don't, but don't tell me you're a, you stand for family values on one hand when you're running for election and then go out and vote for something like that. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, it, the two don't jibe. Yeah. And having that opinion and arguing that our founding fathers didn't intend that, uh, that f freedom of religion means the United States government doesn't endorse a religion. It doesn't mean there aren't politicians with opinions who run for office because we're a representative republic and you elect people who think like you think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's it. I agree. And again, neither party is perfect. You, we, we, you have broken people. We are broken. I am a broken person. And I, you can't look at somebody like they're the end all be all. You just vote with someone who the who who lines up with your values the closest. That's yes. what you have to do at the yeah. end of the day. Yeah, yeah. It's all a crapshoot. And when you stand in front of the pearly gates one of these days, you're the one that's going to have to answer for it. That's <laughs> that. Uh, that's my take on it. You go vote however you choose to vote uh, at the end of the day. All right, coming up, we got Tom Ackerman live from Jupiter, Florida, talking more about the cards. Stay tuned. Get more at 971talk.com. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.